We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, folks, let's talk defensively now for the transfer portal for Notre Dame in for the 2024 season. So very interesting class because there are some clear needs for Notre Dame, and I think we'll talk about that, right? And we'll, we'll hit on a few of the needs that Notre Dame had. The most obvious, obviously, was safety, was a, a, a thin group for Notre Dame. You lose, obviously, DJ Brown, Ramon Henderson transfers this offseason as well. That was a position that you needed to stabilize it a little bit with some veteran, veteran help. And Notre Dame was able to do that. We'll get into that name here in a couple minutes. Also, Notre Dame didn't have a ton of proven production at the defensive end position. They needed, I think they wanted to find a guy, and I think they did find a guy that at worst is going to be able to come in and say, I've been there, done that. I've had this level of production on the power five level. And we'll talk about RJ Oban. Nickel position, you lost Thomas Harper. Notre Dame wanted to obviously take advantage and be able to find a guy that has some experience because they've had a, a nice little couple years here. I mean, you went from T Tariq Bracey to Thomas Harper in back-to-back -back years, and that was very good. That was very good, obviously. I mean, Tariq, his final year before injury was phenomenal for Notre Dame in 2022. 2023... Thomas Harper was very, very solid for Notre Dame all year. I mean, he he really didn't have too many peaks and valleys, man. He was just kind of consistently good for the for the majority of the season, which was great. The the you have stabilized the position at Notre Dame from the nickel uh, nickel perspective. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now, and I, I guess we'll we'll start with Jordan Clark. Why not? We'll start with Jordan Clark because I'm kind of hitting on the nickel position already. The nickel position was going to be interesting if Notre Dame didn't hit the portal because there were a couple guys on the roster that I think are interesting options for the nickel. The clearest two that I would say, one is already played it and the other is kind of suited to play it pretty well. One is Clarence Lewis, who has been kind of rotating between outside corner nickel over the last couple of years. Kind of more of a, he could play nickel, but is Clarence Lewis a difference maker at nickel? I, I would have my questions there, obviously, because I haven't seen anything substantial the last couple of years that I say like that guy is a high level nickel back on the college level. I just haven't seen it. I think that he's a really good rotational player that can kind of work at different spots and be a valuable member to his secondary, which nothing wrong with that. You need depth players. You need guys that have a little bit of versatility on the back end that can play multiple spots. That's where great depth is created. So shout out to Clarence Lewis for providing that. And I think that's a really good baseline for his sake to, you know, contribute to the roster. The other guy that I think would have made the most sense if Notre Dame chose to not go into the transfer portal for a nickel back is Jaden Mickey who is slated as of now to be one of the one of the guys battling it out to replace Cam Hart. So there's going to be a nice competition between Jaden Mickey and Christian Gray, and, and both of those guys will play in 2024. And I know Notre Dame is very high on both of those players moving forward in their futures for Notre Dame. But Notre Dame likes Jaden Mickey as an outside corner, clearly. I don't think that you go and get Jordan Clark as aggressively as you did early on in the portal period if you were, if you didn't love Jaden Mickey as an outside corner, Notre Dame loves him out there, right? So you went and got Jordan Clark, who is Ryan Clark's son, obviously former Pittsburgh Steeler. Went to the, um, as you know, that was, I'm mixing up my Steelers, but he was a tremendous player for the Steelers, obviously true safety. You can follow him. I mean, he's on like ESPN now and all that good stuff. Jordan Clark 
he brings, and this is the baseline that we talked about earlier, the baseline expectation. Said he's a veteran, man. He's been there. He's played a lot of he played a lot of football at Arizona State, guys. He also played a little bit of safety during his time at, at Arizona State for the Sun Devils, but he also was a player that played a whole lot in the slot over the last couple of years. I mean, he was basically a full-time nickel this year. So he brings a veteran body. Because no matter if you would have went with either Clarence Lewis or Jaden Mickey, you would have been pretty inexperienced in the slot. Jaden's played it. But he's not like a, he's not a full-time, he hasn't been a full-time starter at nickel. Jaden has not played it, right? Like Clarence has played it a little bit. Jaden has not played it really in his career at Notre Dame, other than, you know, just some spot duties and times and, and that type of thing. So you get a player in Jordan Clark that has been there, done that. That's the baseline. You have an experienced player in the slot. Doesn't mean he'll be great. Doesn't mean he'll be good. Doesn't even mean he'll be okay. It doesn't matter. Like there's no level to what the expectations are from a baseline. The baseline is, experience guys played it now what's the upside with jordan clark and here's my question i want to hear you guys right because i actually love reading the chat in these shows i love hearing your perspective on it jordan clark was a very productive football player at arizona state has played a lot of football he actually has more production overall than what thomas harper had at oklahoma state now that's not a apples to apples conversation because it's two different it's two different situations that they're in and who knows you know if they're both on the same like let's say thomas harper's on arizona state does that mean that Air, that jordan clark's now a backup does that mean jordan clark's moved to safety like i don't know right like those conversations happen that's why apples to apples and you know it's just not it's just not an easy comparison to make because they're not in the same situation on the same coach uh, under the same coaches in the same defense in the same role it's, it's just not the same but my question is, can, and this would be great, can Jordan Clark be an upgrade over Thomas Harper? And it's no disrespect to Thomas Harper at all. Like I said, Thomas Harper was solid to good his entire Notre Dame career in his one year. He was, at worst, solid. At best, he was good. He was a good player. Just flat out, just good. Could he be more productive? Could he be a better and more impactful football player than Thomas Harper. Could he be? Because again, if you look at the, the careers before Notre Dame, I would look at, and production doesn't always tell the full story, but Jordan Clark was a more productive football player than Thomas Harper was at Oklahoma state just was. And can you now imagine this world? Cause I think coverage wise, look, you're going to lose cam Hart. And Cam Hart was incredible all-around football player for Notre Dame this year. He was good in coverage. He was dynamic against the screen game. He was really good in run support. He was just a really good all-around player for Notre Dame this past year. But coverage-wise, I think Notre Dame's going to be fine, man. I look at Notre Dame right now, and I'm like, coverage-wise, with Benjamin Morrison a year older, getting a year stronger, with the other side of Jaden Mickey and Christian Gray, with Micah Bell coming into his second year, with Carson Hobbs, with Leonard Moore. Like, I look at that secondary and I'm like, that team is going to be able to cover. They are going to be able to cover really, really well. And maybe they even be a little bit deeper from a coverage game perspective. Now, what if I told you? What if I guaranteed you in a college football world where space is so manipulated so frequently? We've seen it. The Ohio States of the world. 
the USC's of the world, the teams that are trying to create a lot of increased space and take advantage of it. What Alabama was able to do with guys like Jerry Judy and Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell, what Texas is doing right now with A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy and Quinn Ewers, they are trying to space out this field and force you to be in a lot of one-on-one matchups and a lot of terrible situations from a from a coverage perspective. What if I told you that Jaden Mickey, Christian Gray, assume that they're going to be really good football players. You get a Benjamin Morrison in year three to hopefully take a big step forward, which is, you know, you can assume it, right? He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get a year older. But what if I guaranteed you that not only can you have that, but you have a potential upgrade at nickel. You have a Jordan Clark that maybe could give you an even more productive and high-level nickel. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I really don't. I'll be full transparent here, guys. Full transparent. There is a difference of opinion on Jordan Clark on the Irish Breakdown staff. I really like Jordan Clark. I really do. I was more impressed by Jordan Clark's film at Arizona State than what I liked of Thomas Harper's film coming out of Oklahoma State. I liked it more. That doesn't mean I'm going to be right. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be right that he could be an upgrade. But I do think there's a chance, man. I do. I look at him and I'm just like, that kid was good, man. Like, he was a really good player at Arizona State. And I, again, baseline, veteran, upside, you could have upgraded the nickel position. I think that that reality exists. So Jordan Clark, I think, was a sneaky good pickup for Notre Dame. And I think that he will pay dividends for Notre Dame without question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. RJ Oben. Let's talk about a little bit of defensive ends because, hey, Notre Dame got a big end in last year's transfer portal cycle that ended up being an absolute hit. Of course, that was Javante Jean-Baptiste. Came from Ohio State. Was a productive player for the snaps he got at Ohio State, but was never a full-time volume getter at, at with the Buckeyes. Came to Notre Dame. He ended up being a really good player for Notre Dame for his lone year. Really good football player, man. He really was. I, I was I was very impressed with what Javante was able to do in his year at Notre Dame. Now, you're going back to the same strategy. RJ Oban, defensive end out of Duke, graduate transfer, entering his sixth year now, who I, I, I thought was going to be in the draft this year. I, I did. I know for a fact that he had a senior bowl invite. No, for a fact, he had a senior bowl invite. He was the guy that was going to get drafted. There was no doubt. No doubt. A better draft grade on RJ Oban this year 
than what Javante Jean-Baptiste had going into this past year. Just for context out there. RJ Oban, for the big end position, and it's a field end position, however you guys want to quantify it, it's the strong side defensive end in Notre Dame system. What is the baseline of RJ Oban? I think that you, because what was, what was Notre Dame's Achilles heel defensively last year? They were great in coverage. They were a little bit inconsistent in the run game, but what part of their game do I believe needs to take a big step forward? They need to have more production from a, from a sack production perspective, from a pressure perspective. They need to be able to affect quarterbacks a little bit more. I don't think that they were, they've been a pretty good uh, pressure and sack team the previous couple years, but this past year, they were not great at finishing quarterbacks to the ground. They just were not able to do that. At worst, you bring in RJ Oban will be your most productive edge as far as a pass rusher and performance in the backfield from a penetration perspective, being able to create havoc in the backfield. RJ Oban gets that to you immediately, immediately. Like there's no doubt, but what's the upside here? I would argue that he could be, I'm not going to say he's going to quite be to the level of Isaiah Foskey because Isaiah Foskey had double digit sacks back to back years and is the all time leading sacker at the university of Notre Dame. So I'm not going to sit here and say like, he's going to be as good as Isaiah Foskey. But if I told you, RJ Oban had eight plus sacks in 2024 and he was just a consistently good player in the past game. And he was getting pressures and he was getting sacks and he was finishing plays in the backfield. I don't think it'd be crazy. I think that he is the clearest answer to the pass rush issue. You have at Notre Dame right now. You have a lot of talents, but you don't have a lot of proven production. Joshua Burnham could be a stud just from a physical perspective. He can be that guy. He can be that guy eventually. Jordan Batello, if he gets his weight down a little bit, more to what it was at the end of the 2022 season, I think he can be that guy still. I do. I'm not going to count on it. I'm not going to bet my house on it. I'm not going to do that. But could he be? Sure. Sure he can. Absolutely. Could one of the young guns, could a... Bubakar Traore, who we saw in the USC game, have a great sack. Could he be that high-level sack artist? Could he be? It's possible. Could we see another young guy be that guy? Could you see a Bryce Young or a Logan Thomas come in and have an immediate impact on the edge position, whether it's at Field or Viper? It's possible. But there's no clear answers, obviously. I think upside-wise, RJ Oban could be that clear answer. Who's the guy that is going to put consistent pressure on the quarterback as an outside rusher? Who's going to be the guy that is going to make big plays on the quarterback in the backfield, make game-changing plays, force fumble, big sack, whatever? Who could be that guy? I think it could be R.J. Oban. Why not? Why can't it be R.J. Oban? That kid has all the tools to be that type of player. And we saw Al Washington with the last last graduate transfer player that he got as a defensive end in the portal, that being Javante Jean-Baptiste, he took Javante into a, into a good rotational player at Ohio State to a pretty dang good starter in year one, in, a higher, in one year, in a higher level of snaps. Why can't he do the same for R.J. Oban? 
And I would argue, actually, I don't even think it's that arguable. I mean, different situations again. But RJ Open was a more productive player than Javante Jean-Baptiste was coming into Notre Dame. And he is a more athletic player. RJ is long. RJ is explosive. RJ is a little bendier than what Javante is. I think that RJ has legitimately just higher upside than Javante. Not that Javante isn't a good player. I think Javante has a chance to go to the NFL and just last for a while because he just kind of does the little things that you love to see as a defensive end. But RJ Open, I'm telling you, man, like he he could be that guy, I think, guys. I wouldn't be shocked. And this is a little bit of a bold prediction, I guess. It RJ Open, if he comes to Notre Dame and has eight plus sacks with the with probably the way he's going to test and and measure, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a late third round pick next year. I wouldn't be shocked about it. And all due respect again to Javante Jean Baptiste. Javante just had a really good year for Notre Dame and he'll have opportunities in the draft process with all-star game. And I think he's going to East West shrine bowl and then he'll go to, and then he'll go to the combine most likely if he gets an invite or the pro day or whatever, and he'll have opportunities to raise his stock. But, but Javante is going to be a, a probably a mid to late day three football player at best. Nothing wrong with it. Still going to get drafted. Still going to get a chance to play in the NFL, but RJ Oban at his peak, I believe is a potentially more impactful football player, game changing plays. Now, will he do the little things that Javante was so good at for Notre Dame at the end of the season? Setting the edge, being physical at the point of attack, hustle motor. I don't know if RJ is going to be that type of guy. I have no idea, but he could be a more impactful football player in the area that you need him to be impactful in. That's rushing the passer. That's creating negatives. So I, I have high upside for RJ Oban, man. I think that he is going to be an asset for Notre Dame. And if he's if he's just a solid player, well, he'll be a veteran voice in that room to help the Jordan um to help the Joshua Burnham's come along, to help the Brennan Vernons, to help the Bubakar Traoris, to help the Bryce Youngs, to help the young cats be able to take that next next step. And I think that you need that type of veteran in the room. So I think at worst RJ is going to add that, but I think the upside he could be your top sacker. He could be your top sack artist in 2024. Last defensive player, and then we'll get into the place kicker. Got to end with Mitch Jeter. By the way, just did an interview with Mitch Jeter that we're probably going to air on Friday. Did it last week. Really good kid, man. I like Mitch Jeter a lot. So we'll play that interview for you at some point. But I want to talk about the safety position that Notre Dame upgraded with Rod Hurd. Rod Hurd the second graduate transfer out of Northwestern. So this was a really interesting one because Rod Hurd. Okay, people in the chat are ignorant. Um, Rod Hurd played a lot in the nickel for Northwestern, played a lot in the slot, but also played a decent amount in the, as a true safety. And me, I know me and Brian agree on this after watching him. Definitely a better fit at safety. Like there's no doubt about it. And again, baseline. What is baseline he brings to the game? He brings a guy that has played a lot of football, man, like a whole lot of football at Northwestern. It was very productive at Northwestern as well. 80 plus tackles this year. And I believe that at the worst, you're adding a veteran in the room that outside of Xavier Watts doesn't have a veteran. You don't have one. You have. A group of a Don Schuler, who's very talented, that I think could be a really good player for Notre Dame, but he's only going to be a sophomore. You're going to have Ben Minnick, who again is going to be a sophomore. 
And then you're going to have some freshmen coming in. You're going to have Bronte Johnson. You're going to have Tabron Benny Powell. You are going to have Kennedy Urlacher coming in as an early enrollee. You're going to have some young guys playing a lot of safety position outside of Xavier Watts. Notre Dame needed to find a veteran there. They need to find a guy that you kind of, you need to find a guy that wanted to, that can come in and you have dependable dependability because safety is a position guys where it's like, look, we love the flash plays and Luke, Luke Talich is still on the roster. Sorry. I forgot to mention Luke. I'm sorry. My apologies. Luke is in, in that conversation as well. But again, another young guy. It's another young guy. Only going to be a sophomore this year. Heard is going to be a player that I believe at worst is going to provide leadership and communication on the back end for a position that if you are in the wrong position, you're toast. You're going to be, you're going to be off the field pretty quickly. And I've, I mean, we've seen it, right? Like we've seen some safeties, young guys who have promise, but just not in the right position all the time. And you need to be able to be that man. Cause you are the last line of defense and in the secondary. I mean, I know there's a couple of Ohio state people in the chat and I don't mean to bring up bad wounds, but two years ago in the Michigan, Ohio state game, there was a lot of plays in that game that McCarthy was able to make JJ in that game that were just because safeties were in the wrong spot, man, just blown coverages, just able to just let dudes loose. Can't do that on this level, man. You can't do it. So Notre Dame, I think has a player that at worst, I believe that Rod Hurd will be in the right spot. I don't know how many plays he's going to make. And I don't even know if he's going to be just the de facto guy for Notre Dame in 2024. I have no idea. But I think I can depend on him. He's played a lot of football. He's been a guy that has been there, done that in the Big Ten. I, I just I just have a good baseline of him being a solid, dependable football player. Now, upside, here's the upside. Could he be better than what DJ Brown and Ramon Henderson were in 2024? I mean, 2023? Yeah, why not? I think he's more athletic than DJ, all due respect. DJ ended up being a solid player for Notre Dame in 2023, but could Rod Hurd be more impactful than DJ Brown? Yeah. No reason to think that he can't be. Zero reason. And it's it's not the same player as DJ because of what I'm saying right this second. He is a better athlete than DJ, and he's been way more productive than DJ as well. So no, it's not the same player. If we're just coining... Guys that need to be in the right spot all the time, blah, blah, blah. Like, sure, same player. But impact is completely different. DJ Brown was not an 80-plus tackle guy last year. He doesn't have the production that what Rod Hurd has had at Notre Dame. And Rod Hurd, I believe, is just a better athlete than what DJ is. I believe Because this is, this is the issue with guys like DJ, is that DJ will be in the right spot, and most of the time you won't notice him. Nothing wrong with it, but you won't notice him because he's just he's there – doesn't make a big play, doesn't make a big, you know, a, a game-changing play, but he's in the right spot. Rod Hurd can be in the right spot, and I think he can make some more plays than with DJ can because he has more athleticism, has more range, and he just has that type of upside. So Rod Hurd, I think, was just a really solid pickup for Notre Dame. Nothing flashy, but I think he is an upgrade over what you had opposite Xavier Watts in 2023. And let's talk about the last guy, the guy that you guys have all been for nobody came into this chat today to talk about Riley Leonard. Nobody came into this chat today to talk about the wide receivers. Everybody came here today to talk about Mitch Jeter, graduate transfer kicker 
out of South Carolina who is on campus at Notre Dame already got there last week. That's what everybody came here to listen to. They want to talk kickers, baby. They want to talk about kickers. All joking aside, but Mitch Jeter was a big pickup for Notre Dame. 23 out of 25 the last two years, 92% on kickoff on his kicks, and also a great kickoff, um, a, a, a kickoff specialist for South Carolina as well. He has been a really, really good player the last two years. One of the better and one of the most accurate kickers in all of college football. He might have been the most accurate. I don't know. I need to do research on that. Like, I'm sure there's a certain amount of kicks you have to attempt and all that type of stuff, right? But regardless, Mitch Jeter has been a very good kicker in college football over the last two years. 92%, guys. 92% of your field goals. That's it's not bad. It's pretty good. It would be the all-time record in NFL standards. Now, obviously, kicking the NFL is a lot harder than kicking in college, but you know, regardless, 92% of, of anything is pretty dang good. Pretty dang good. Baseline expectations, quite simply. He, I think baseline, he's going to be a more consistent kicker than what you had last season. Last two years, really. I, you know, Blake Ruby did some good things for Notre Dame. Spencer Schrader did some good things for Notre Dame. But they were power legs who, they were power legs that were a little bit inconsistent from an accuracy perspective. Right. Blake Groupie's just kicked 29 field goals for New Orleans, and he's got a pretty strong leg, man. He can he, he can get there 50 plus, no doubt about it. Spencer Schrader can get there from 60 plus. He's got a really strong leg. But look at the field goal percentage the last two years. It's in the 70s. The highlights are great, but the consistency wasn't. It wasn't great. It was good at times. And I believe that at worst, Mitch Jeter is going to come in and give you a guy that can provide more consistency from a field goal perspective. He might not hit a 59-yarder. He might not be that type of dude. But inside the 50, 47-yarder for the game, I think I would take Chris. I, I, I think I would take Mitch Jeter over what we've had. I, I don't think that's a hot take in any capacity either. So that's the baseline. More dependability. Cool. It's a kicker. You want him to be more dependable. That's great. Now, what is the upside? Man, I'm talking about upside of kickers on a podcast. What, 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 a, what a day to be alive, man. What a day. Could Mitch Jeter be the best kicker in college football next year? Maybe. Who knows? Even if he isn't the best kicker in college football, though, could no, he be a, a hidden weapon for Notre Dame? When you come out of a football game, maybe against a really good football team, whoever they're playing, and why, oh, oh man, Notre Dame won by won by three points today. Why did they win by three points? Because in the last three seconds of the first half, Mitch Jeter came in and knocked in a forty-eight yard field goal, like it was like it was like it was just effortless, right? Like it was just money, easy. The hidden points in a football game. The big moments in a football game, could that be Mitch Jeter? Could he be the best kicker in college football? I don't know. But he could be a hidden weapon for Notre Dame. And one that they really haven't had over the last couple of years. I mean, they've had good kickers in the past. I mean, you mentioned obviously, you know, old a little bit older guys like the John Carneys of the world. But even Justin Yoon was an excellent kicker for Notre Dame and very dependable. But there is going to be a time. I'm telling you. And I don't know. Probably going to be in 2024 at some point. There is going to be a game 
where Notre Dame is going to be to need a big kick down the stretch of a football game, game tying, game winning, whatever. And I think that Notre Dame is in the best position kicking wise to have a guy that is a clear answer and a guy that you can depend on to make that kick. That's Mitch Jeter. And again, I have an interview with him coming up pretty soon here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast, most likely during the recruiting hour on Friday, which is tomorrow. Weird to say. It's been a quick week for me. I don't know if it's been a quick week for you all out there. But Mitch Jeter, another big addition for Notre Dame. With what we had defensively in the portal this year for Notre Dame, what you have offensively and the upside on that side, combined with Mitch Jeter and Jaden Harrison special teams-wise, man. That has some nice upside for the University of Notre Dame. So we're going to get to mailbag next, folks. You can throw mailbag questions in at any point. It's just going to be me for the solo show. But throw them in at any point. Before we get there, if you all could please hit that like button on this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well well, if you're on YouTube or if you're on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe over there. Leave five-star reviews. Tell them Ryan did a great job today. Man, he did such a good job on his solo show because doing solo shows are not easy. He did a great job. Absolutely great job. Leave that review. Would be very much appreciated there. Also, boards.irishbreakdown.com. I've had a bunch of updates because it's a big recruiting weekend for Notre Dame, if you all didn't know. Junior day this weekend. So there is some players coming to campus. There are some, uh, there's a cancellation that I just reported on this morning, unfortunately, that will not be able to make the trip this weekend. There's a lot of intel and content on there. Coaches on the road this week, obviously, in the open period as well. So if you want as much intel as you possibly can, please be sure to go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. Going to get to the mailbag next, folks. Thank you all for joining for me for this section of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.